Welcome to the show. This is James Well. This is the podcast. It's nothing, well, I say nothing like my radio show. It, it, it's sort of, well, it's, it's a more relaxed version of the radio show, if you know what I mean. So uh, this is a program you can, uh, you can listen to over and over and over and over again if you wish. Uh, and if you think this is shit, <laughs> there's over 200 hours of something similar. And if you go right back to the beginning, we did it differently kind of more seriously done, wasn't it? We had a guest on, and uh, we spoke to a guest. In, in, and uh, But I, I thought, as I've got older over the years, I thought, f*** it, why should we bother? And, uh, and, and today, this is, this is me relaxing. I'm broadcasting from my home studio. I'm looking out of the window today, not too bad. The only depressing thing about today is the fact that I am recording this on the day that everybody is talking about it's one year to go to Brexit. And so that's all you're hearing about in the news. Um, interestingly enough, Rob, who produces this shit, uh, it was talking to me about when he worked for BT and how they used to... The number you have dialed... <laughs> yeah, moving on um, to some other topic. Right, OK. Yeah. Well, we could do other conspiracy theories, but who knows? Uh, so anyway, this is the James Whale Radio podcast, and uh, th- there is, a, there is a, a sort of equally as annoying and irritating programme live every night on talk radio. Sometimes I'm on from four until seven on the Drive Time show, all next week, which is week beginning. What's the, what's the week beginning? Monday. Monday, yeah, week beginning Monday, next Monday, whatever the date is. Eamon Holmes is taking another week off, so I'm going to do next week four till seven. But I'm normally on seven until ten on Talk Radio. Now, have you have you got the new Talk Radio app? And, of course, if you don't have the TuneIn app, the new app, uh, well, it's been around for years, but now you'll find this program on the TuneIn app. You just have to get TuneIn on your phone, on your laptop, and you can listen to this where the f*** you like. And why am I swearing a lot on this program today? Well, I've had a f***ing shitty week, I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, as everybody knows, uh, Mrs. W is not so well. Um, and that's been preying heavily on my mind over the last week. And secondly, actually, I, have, I, should, I, should, I was doing um, an interview about the NHS, um, people wanting to get those e-cigarettes on the NHS. And actually, I should have told my producer of the talk radio show, I didn't want to do it. I didn't even think about it. We're doing it. And I think, why on earth should people be able to get those on the NHS? The NHS has enough problems, and, and people who are addicted to cigarettes go out and pay for them anyway. So they might as well pay for their e-cigarettes, mightn't they? Which are cheaper. Apparently. I don't know. And then this woman from Ash, I can't remember her name, went on and on about it and how it would be great if they were, and I got really cross. And then she started saying, do you know what, what it's like having lung cancer? It's a poor... And then she went into the details of it. And, of course, my wife has lung cancer at the moment, and I just said I can't listen to any more of this and cut her off, um, which brought a bit of a downer to the programme, really. But the next guy wanted to talk about the lack of milkman, so that kind of brought it all back to reality. Um, Mrs. W, by the way, thank you uh, for all your messages you send in. She's having uh, more chemo treatment today. And uh, my son has taken her for that, and she will be back a little later. And she seemed very bright, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it will help her over the next few weeks. 
maybe next few months. Well, it doesn't help over the next few weeks. You feel pretty shitty, actually, after it. But uh, anyway, so uh, I had a bad week. Um, and then I went to do some shopping, had to take uh, what is her car, although she can't drive anymore, obviously. Took her car in to have um, some work done. It was a bit of a rattle and needed the, I think, the petrol tank looking at. And then I had to go, I, I had to go and get some food for the dogs. I went to the uh, shops, parked the car, got the food for the dogs, some worming tablets, slung it in the car, drive down the road. Suddenly this, this black thing shoots up, hits the windscreen. It looked, it looked like a sabre, a sword. I thought somebody's thrown something at me. What's going on? And I drive along a bit and it's sticking out from the side of the car. I think, golly, pull over. Some f***er has backed into my car in the car park, well, Mrs. W's car, and pushed, you know, obviously just pushed the... Most modern cars have got plastic all over now, and the fronts of them are plastic, so it's just pushed it in, cracked it, flicked off the plastic around the wheel arch, and, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, luckily, I was near the garage I'd been to, went back to the garage... All this, while I've got loads of other stuff to do, went back to the garage, they took it all off for me and said, yeah, it's, a, it's drivable, you're okay. And, of course, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to say I want to get this fixed. It's going to be 500 quid minimum, isn't it? Minimum. So what a... F so if I, if I sound a little angry, that's why. And I don't... Look, maybe the person who backed into the car didn't even know they did it. Didn't even know they did it. But, unfortunately, that's where the water bottle is. That's sort of... Oh, Dear, oh dear. It didn't look that bad. Actually, when I got out and looked at it, apart from the trim around the wheel arch, and then I realised the whole of the front bit had been dislodged and, oh, bollocks to it. So anyway, if I'm, uh, if I'm fairly uh, aggravated, uh, you'll know why. What are we talking about? I've, I've lost my train now on the programme. I usually do, but uh, not quite this early. So anyway, that was what happened this week. So uh, today, of course, everybody is uh, talking about Brexit. Now, I talk about Brexit a lot on this show, and I'm just going to be quite sanguine with you. Um, politically, you have to... I'm, I'm slightly right of centre, I suppose. I'm not extreme in my views. I do believe that people should be able to um, make the most for themselves and, and actually benefit from working hard and doing the right thing. Although, I, you know, I do, I do think people who aren't able to achieve what they wanted to and aren't uh, able to get where they want to go, as long as they're not just lazy f***ers or appear on the Jeremy Kyle show, um, I think they should be helped. Mind you, there's a part of me that thinks certain people shouldn't be allowed to have children, but then you get into all sorts of stories and people get very angry with me. But, you know, uh, when you see the story that we talked about on uh, talk radio the other day about drunk Brits on the plains, and if, you, if you've been abroad, you will know how appallingly badly behaved certain members of the British race are. Why have we still got common bastards hanging around? Why, why are they still in our society? We seem to be one of the rudest nations with one of the lazy... This is another thing about Brexit, by the way. Uh, a lot of the jobs that are being done um, that we rely on in the NHS, um, in the farms around this country... Many of the manual jobs and quite a lot of highly skilled jobs are being done from our brothers and sisters in Europe. And some of you f***ers who voted to leave the European Union 
did so because you think people are taking your jobs. Quite a lot of you who sit around and watch Jeremy Kyle. Don't know why I keep mentioning him, but he does it. I don't, I've never even watched the programme. I've seen bits of it and I've had to turn it off because I think there can't really be that many people, surely, in this country who behave like that, but apparently there are. So that's where, that's where I am, if you like, politically in my mind. Um, can't we breed nicer people? Do we have to have all those? And people who go on. I was on Good Morning Britain the other day talking to my old friend Terry Christian, who is a professional socialist, if you like you know, proud to be from working-class stock and all that bollocks, uh, about how terrible it is in the North and how great it is in the South. Well, that isn't true. It, 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 you know, there's not much difference anywhere you are in the country. Yeah, there aren't those huge labour-intensive industries anymore. But then we knew that, didn't we? Back in the 70s, we were always preparing for a four-day week and how we wouldn't have to work so much and how there would be more leisure time and we'd have to use it more wisely. That never really came to fruition. But leaving the European Union will mean some of you lazy sods are going to have to get out there and do some work, pick the fruit properly. Not so I'm too, my back hurts, I'm not well enough. You know, some of you are going to have to get jobs who lay around and moan about so many people from outside our country come and take benefits. Well, actually, if you if you look at the statistics, that ain't true. And actually, they're not allowed to. So many mistruths talked about this. So one year to go today to Brexit. That is the biggest f up this country has made for years. Leaving part of, of what is the biggest continent what is uh, a trading block that can comp compete with China and America and do better? And we decided for some strange reason, or some of you decided, and no, you are not the majority now. Whatever the polls say, I refuse to accept that the majority of people in this country think we will be better off on our own or with an alliance with some of the new economies, you know, India, um, South America, China, even America. You think that's going to make us even better? No, it's not. Oh, we're not. Are we going to have lots more money? No, we're not. Even Theresa May lies through her teeth about this. She knows full well it isn't going to work that way. She was talking to people the other day. Saying, oh, yes, of course, we leave. we'll have all that money we're not spending. Put in. We are going to have to and are employing thousands, yeah, thousands of civil servants. We are going to have to employ thousands of lawyers to redo uh, our laws and take them out. It's just a f up. I'm sorry, it is. We need when all the negotiations have been done. Now, this is the most. This is it. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it after this. We need after the negotiations have been done, after they come to us, and they will within this next year, and say, right, when we leave the European Union, this is the deal. This is how it will be. Then we can all decide whether we will be better off. And then we can have our say. Now, I'm quite happy for Parliament to debate it because we vote for our politicians. I hope you voted for your politician. We didn't vote very often for our MEPs, and a bunch of them from UKIP did f*** all, except moan about it. Nobody from this country seems to have made any great strides forward in helping to improve the European Parliament, which is a complete and utter disgrace. It needs improving. But the liaison between us and Europe is a good thing, in my view, all right? 
It's my view. I'm entitled to it. You're entitled to another view. And you can let me know by getting in touch. You can directly email me at jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. jameswhaleradio at gmail.com. Anyway, after we know what leaving the European Union will mean to all of us, then Parliament takes a vote on it. And if Parliament decides they don't like it, then it should be sent back to the country for us to finally decide. And after that vote, it has to be finished. And if people, after listening to what the deal would be, and we know that we would be either fabulously better off or fabulously worse off, we make the decision. And whatever the decision is there, when we've heard the reality of it, I'm happy to abide by it. That is democracy. What happened before? People lying, both sides, telling porkies, nobody actually knowing what the truth was, was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. And we need to do it properly. David Cameron has to be made to apologise. And quite frankly, I think David Cameron and, and George Wassey's face should be paying the money back that that referendum has cost us and the amount of money that it has cost this country so far going through the negotiations and everything else that's going on. I might be wrong. Julia Hartley Brewer thinks completely differently to me. So let's see what the reality is. That's it. I'm, I'm fed up with the whole thing. We have... Uh, caused ourselves in this country and our European neighbours and probably done it for all the wrong reasons, we have made a f**k up. Now, whether listen, whether the Russians were involved, because the Russians, by the way, obviously have been involved in cyber attacks on other countries' uh, elections. Um, nobody expected people to vote the way they did. How did that happen? I don't know. I've met some very vocal people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, who think, uh, uh, they think, uh, co community cohesion, uh, the return of our sovereignty. That's all bollocks for a start. You know, what? Uh, British. I'm proud of being British. I live in Britain. I'm not French. I'm not German. I'm not Swiss. I'm part of the European family of nations. But, you know, I have my own sovereignty. Actually, I'm Welsh, if I want to be. Depends how I feel. Um, so, I, you know, th this whole thing... It's a bit it's a bit funny, isn't it? So did the Russia the Russians want to break up the European Union? The Russians want to see the infighting in the European Union that Brexit has caused. Maybe the Russians have got their own way. Jameswellradio at gmail.com. Share this program and podcast with your friends. It may help them to see the truth. James Okay, so there we are. That was my, my thoughts on Brexit. I won't talk about it again. I apologise to all those who are, uh, are, are offended by it. Uh, Peter Davis got in touch. Peter said, I've recently discovered your podcasts and enjoy them very much. Being an obedient soul, I could reveal where I listen from. Where the hell is that? Merwillambar, northern New South Wales in Australia. All strength to you and particularly your wife. Thank you very much. You do. That's kind of you. Uh, kind regards, Peter Davis. Uh, all over the world, this program, and uh, it's nice to get uh, emails from people in far-flung 
areas. Nearly said something rude. And I wouldn't do that. Uh, so uh, don't forget, get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can join me live Monday to Thursday is my normal programme on talk radio, uh, 7 o'clock in the evening till 10. Uh, and that's live, and you can phone in and you can have a chat. And, of course, you can go to uh, Talk Radio's website at talkradio.co.uk and you can listen again to different programmes on there. But this is the podcast show. This comes live. Well, it's live now, isn't it, Rob? It's, it's live now. Whoever's listening right now, no matter what time of day it is, it's live. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now, listen, the other big story, This well, there are loads, weren't there, really? But... Uh, Actually, should we talk about Donald Trump? I was going to talk about plastic bottles, but Donald Trump, um, he seems, um, he's, look, I, I've said some very rude things about the Donald in the past, but I say all, you know, uh, all power to the man. He certainly seems to be able to pull the birds, does Oh, God, sorry. Uh, he see, certainly seems to be able to attract the ladies, doesn't he? I don't think attract is the right word. Maybe some monetary, Isn't you know. No, you, no, 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 no woman. You know, clean the glasses, they're steamed up. I mean, no woman actually goes out of mouth with a bloke and purely because he's wealthy, do they? Now you say it in that uh, way. No, of course not. Yeah. No. And not wishing to be sexist because obviously uh, being sexist is looked down upon mm. um, in this day and age. Not wishing to be sexist. I nearly said not wishing to be sexy, but I, I can't help be sexy um not wishing to be sexist of course uh, no man would go out a woman with a woman just because she was wealthy would they yeah so it's got nothing to do with the size of the package he'll offer her no no i don't think it has no i think whatever size package uh you no i don't think that has anything to do with it so i thought i just on on facebook just to get an idea because i'm still using facebook by the way i don't really care anybody who's upset about facebook and all that stuff do you understand that or are we going to talk about that later uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, because I don't give a shit. You know, I, I just assume everybody's intelligent enough to realise that as soon as you send a text or an email or go online, somebody somewhere knows what you're up to. With Facebook, I would do a bit of tech talk now, I suppose, but with Facebook, it's it's user error more than Facebook and this other company. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and people are a bit thick about social media, aren't they? They don't realise that as soon as you go on Twitter or Facebook and you say what you... And some people, even even the ones who think they're being clever, are, are a bit thick. They think that that uh, nobody... You know, it's, it's you're telling everybody. Anybody could get access to what you're saying. Anyway, uh, Donald Trump, um, do you think he, he... I mean, has he gone up in your estimation? Since the alleged affair with Stormy Daniels, I mean, she's one heck of a woman, isn't she? Stagnant is the word I'd use. Stagnant? Yeah. Why stagnant? Well, he's, just, he's just stagnant. Oh, he's stagnant, not her. No. I don't know about her, mate. No. She's stagnant as well. <laughs> when you say stagnant, what do you mean? That's uh, Stagnant is, is water that's not fresh. Well, it doesn't move, does it? It stays... Oh, right. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm sure everybody knows the story that he's been, apparently, she is alluding to the fact that he was giving her one and uh, that they paid her to keep quiet. She said she could identify Trump from his genitalia to prove that they had had an affair. Right. Well, it was rather fascinating because I remember, and I don't know if it was on one of my old TV shows, uh, which are, most of them up online now. You can have a look at jamesworldradio.co.uk. Um, there's more TV than the radio on there, isn't there? Uh, I don't know, you know. Very similar. Well, maybe, 
Um, there was, wasn't there a, wasn't there an artist who, or was it a joke? I can't remember. It might have been a joke where uh, an art gallery pictures of penises, or is that peni? Peni. Yeah, and they were all framed on this wall. Yeah. Um, now I can't remember whether they were photographs or the actual thing stuck through a hole from behind, like a glory hole. Yeah, but anyway, they were there in their full glory, um, on a white background, just hanging down in a frame, you know, uh, with a picture frame around them. Right. You with me? Sack and all. I beg your pardon. With the sack as well. Everything, you know, meat and two veg. Right. Okay. Okay. And then people, it was in an art gallery, and a lot of people were invited to come along and, and peruse this this very avant-garde art. But what a number of the people who were invited didn't know, that these were their other halves' genitalia. Right. And did any of them actually recognise that, the, hang on, that's my bloke? Or mine's got something similar to that? Yeah. And none of them did. <laughs> okay. So here's the question we asked on Facebook. Could you identify your other half? That doesn't sound right, does it? Could you identify <laughs> your <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Baker says, I can't remember it's been so long. <laughs> uh, let's go through some of these. Rob James, hello, Robbie, says, yes, Trump has gone up in my estimations because of Stormy. She's hot. Aren't we blokes really facile about the way we think about other guys? Just because he's, uh, you know, apparently shagged this um, porn star, we think uh, think of him a little better than before. <laughs> Mind you, his wife is hot, isn't she? I, you know what? I don't even know what his wife and this stormy woman looks like. I'll Google them later. Why don't you follow the news? Well, that's sort of a rough, rough idea because she's always behind him, isn't, isn't she? <laughs> Lee Chunk Nightingale says, like it or not, Trump is probably on the list of one of the most honest presidents in recent US history. That's why he's disliked by many. I reckon lots of people don't like the truth. They prefer fantasy and never-ending promises. I think we might have a point there. Um, My May Ash says that Trump is the most representative president that America's ever had. And if you think about it, he's probably quite right. Uh, Kay Foley said, if they'd got married, she'd be Stormy Trump. <laughs> um, Les Adams says, only, only the Americans who voted him in would be dumb enough to think this makes him a good guy. The man's a menace, a womanizer, and not worthy of his position. Uh, Alison Browning, I don't give a flying monkeys about politicians or celebrity sex lives. It's how they run the government and their policies that concern me. Well said, Alison Graham White says, Donald Trump could never go up in my estimations, and I will plead the third on genital recognition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ruby Aldrich Logan says, perhaps Donald Trump is easy to spot as it's slightly abnormal. Uh, Mark Andrew Adams, apparently apparently it's ginger. What eh? The, the, Apparently it's ginger. The hair. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he does the tanning down there as well. I don't know. I heard it's slightly bent to the left. Almost. Mark Andrew Adams says Trump's genitals are on his head anyway. <laughs> Dave Hills. He's gone up in my estimation. 
Not because of that, but because it looks like Kim Jong-un is now willing to go to the negotiating table. It's early days, but many said Trump was wrong to apply pressure on North Korea, but it appears to have had the desired effect. That's a good point. Uh, Andy Wood said Trump will suffer in the polls as Americans are so puritanical. As for him sleeping with her, money makes even the orangest bloke seem attractive. Um, let's do another one. Shelley Chadwick says, I liked Bill Clinton, but Monica Lewinsky blew his career. Well, among other things, JFK's womanizing didn't come out until after the shooting, but he remained popular with the American people. Maybe American uh, American presidents have more interesting sex lives, maybe, than now prime ministers. Is this technically, potentially, his first affair, if it's true? Or is it has he had many in the past? Well, he's had lots of. Well, he's had a few wives, hasn't he? Three wives, I think. Well, then why isn't he just standing and say, "I may have done, may I not"? I can't remember. I've had so many. <laughs> because you can't when you're the president. You go. He's just going to look. If uh, if they have a meeting with Kim Jong Un, everybody will forget about it. That's true. You know, um, um, we apparently we are more interested over here than they are in America. That's probably true as well. Hmm. Although the talk, talk radio stations in America have been talking about this for a long time. Oh, dear. Uh, shall we do some tech talk now before I just go on and on and on? Uh, I'll rattle through some stuff. Go on. Uh, Facebook have uh, revamped their privacy settings so they're easier to fill in. <laughs> Does that make any difference? Yep. Well, hopefully the the because you know, I was saying before, you know, people they don't read the things that are in front of them. They they're happy just to click next, next, next because they've got no patience. The bit where it says we're going to share your data, we're going to get a list of all your friends and family and look at their data. Do you agree? Mm. Next, all I want to do is play Farmville. Next, next, all I want to do is play Candy Crush Saga. Next, 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 mm. and they agree to everything, and they wonder why in the mm. news a few months later all their data has been stolen. It has not been stolen. Mm. You've given it to them. I say no to all of those. Does it make any difference? Well, when you say no to all of those, you don't get the game at the end, do you? I don't want the game. I've never played a game in my life. F*** it. You don't get to take part in the humorous quiz on how good is your IQ? Can you beat a 10-year-old at a maths test? Can you fly a plane? You know, all these stupid things that Facebook apps put out. All these people take part and they post it on their wall and then someone says, oh, my friend got 89%. See if I can do better. Next, 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 next. I've just given all my information away. Who cares? I got 76. I won't bother posting it. That's stupid people. That you is. know, if there's no excuse, in my view, for stupidity. If you are mentally challenged, that's a different thing. But if you're just f***ing lazy and stupid, then you get everything you deserve. Piss off. So, so Mark Zuckerberg, mm. uh, he's not going to uh, come to the UK to talk to MPs. He's just basically told them, I'll send somebody yeah. else. So, uh, yeah, well, why should he? He doesn't have to. And, and they ask the most banal questions. They're not that bright, some of these people. Do you want some non-news? Is there such a thing? Well, it's, you know, like fake, well, it's like fake news, but this is like nobody gives a shit news, but I'll just put it in anyway because mm. it involves tech. Do Will you actually bleep the fact you said shit there? No, I leave shit in. I always leave shit in. But when I say fuck, you always bleep it. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, Theresa May... When I say you even go further. I don't go further, I just use the same bleep. Oh, right. 
Anyway, go on. You've got some no news. It, well, it's, it's a bit dull news. Uh, Theresa May is no longer using BlackBerry Mobile. She's now switched to iPhone. There we go. So if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for everyone else. It took her a long f***ing time. I mean, what twat uses BlackBerry nowadays? <laughs> I mean, honestly. And you know, the thing about those BlackBerry things, they were so small, uh, even if you had 2020 sight, you couldn't see the f- flipping things. You edited yourself then. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because uh, I, get, I get into a, a tirade, I can't stop myself. Uh, and for years I've managed to on the radio. It's funny, isn't it? There's usually a paycheck when you're on the radio, though, isn't there, that might disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a very good point. Mind uh, you, I don't swear nearly as much as Eamon Holmes when he's not on. Well, that's what I've heard, but mostly from you, yeah. though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Self-driving cars, Jaguar getting in on the action. Looks quite cool. Don't. It's a waste of time. Yeah, waste of time. Nobody is going to want a self-driving car. Get a bus. Yeah, but you will if it's a Jag, because if you think about it, most people that have a Jag, they have a chauffeur. Yeah, but all those people in self-driving cars, right, they all look the same. They're dull. And since there's been a fatality with one in America, I think it's probably time to say enough is enough. I can actually understand sort of cab-type things in big cities uh, being there eventually. But I don't think people would want one. I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't think you'll find self-driving cars on, on, on small country lanes. I mean, you live, you live, in, you live on a flipping island off the Welsh coast. Yeah, my, my car journey lasts uh, eight minutes a day. Unless you're in traffic and then it could last 20. No, if you get stuck on the bridge, that's an extra three minutes. It's about 11 minutes. Yeah. People say the north is just a terrible place to go. It's, it's lovely up here. Of course. You know, and I, I, I live back where I came from, if you like. People usually go back to their roots, don't they? Um, but I spent... 25 more years in Yorkshire. Um, I spent 10 years in, in the northeast of England. It's great. And people go, oh, it's really poor up there and there's not such good schools. I've got grandchildren who have uh, been through school in Yorkshire. They've done okay. And just ordinary comprehensive schools, nothing flash. I don't think we have the issues with the hospitals as much as you do down south either. No, and you don't have a such expensive housing and before anybody says, yes, we don't earn as much, there's not that much difference in the salaries, really, is there? Same-day doctor's appointments? Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boeing have been hit by the WannaCry ransomware attack that hit the uh, hospitals. Um, so uh, Boeing mm. are in trouble at the moment. Oh, dear. So well, that, that might be doing the I'm round. not flying anywhere. That might no, the actual uh, the factory making Boeing. Well, not, not, the, uh, not the planes themselves while they're flying. That'd be quite worrying, wouldn't it? You yeah, know, it would a, be. Yeah, have a whip round on a the plane. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that is a worry. Um, what's this story about Julian Assange? Julian Sausage um, yeah. has uh, had his broadband unplugged because he's interfering too much in the world. <laughs> Good. But Good. I don't know how that he's happens. A, he's an idiot. I mean, he's he's a self-imposed a prison sentence on himself. Uh, he'd have been out by now, probably, or dead. Yeah. You know, uh, I think he's, I, I, I mean, I, I've heard a rumour, I don't know if this is true, so I'm just, uh, it's just supposition on my part. Um, but although he's lived now for over five years in the Ecuadorian embassy just behind Harrods, I've heard that he dresses as a woman and wanders out in the evenings. 
Yeah, there is that rumour. It goes out for pizza yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shall we... Uh, we don't really have time for a bit of music this week, do we? I don't think so, no. We, we're no, off to do music no. next week. Yeah, because I wanted... Actually, I wanted just to talk a little bit about... A couple of things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about these plastic bottles. Uh, such a good idea. Uh, bottles can... Uh, you, you buy a plastic bottle, they're going to put it up by 20p or something. I don't think that's enough. Put it up by a quid. Uh they don't cost a quid, I know, but that'll make people take them back. Um, so, so we asked, uh, do you think this idea of uh, getting a deposit that you get or paying a deposit and you get it returned when you take your bottles back to the shop that you bought them from? Sally Leggett says it's about time. I think they should do away with plastic bags in supermarkets. Well, they have nearly 90% down. Pretty good. Um, also, I, I don't know. We were talking on Talk Radio the other night about the return of the milkman. You go to the supermarket, you buy your litres of milk in plastic cartons or whatever, and they are a huge problem. Why don't we just bring back the milkman job creation scheme as well? I think, as you know, and all that plastic we've got, we would get rid of eventually uh, because the milk bottles are reusable. Marella Venzula, I'm having your problem there, Mariella Valenuza says, we'd had it forever in the US. By the way, uh, Mariella, tell me how bad I was at pronouncing your name, please, and you can give me a telling off. Just email me again. Um, we've had it forever in the US, less now than before. As kids, we used to collect bottles from the neighbourhood and haul them off to the store for the refunds to make money. Yeah, I, I used to do that when I was a kid. We used to do it here. Uh, we recycled in the 50s and 60s, long before any other generation discovered recycling and preached to their elders. Funny that. We sent milk bottles back to be refilled too. Good idea. Lee uh, Lee Wagner or Wagner says another reason uh, to stealth tax the public. You don't get money back; you get a voucher. Well, that's all right. Go and spend the voucher. Uh, Lisa Jane Partington says, however. Have we really got time in our lives to take our bottles somewhere? I would still just put them in my recycling bin. Then that's up to you, Lisa, but I think you should find the time. Otherwise, we're going to sink under a sea of plastic. Lots of you getting in touch about that. Dan Dean Nicholson said, I think it's a, a good idea, an old idea, but a good idea. I used to take glass bottles back to the local pub when I was a kid or the local shop. Um, lots of you. Uh Lots of you think it's a good idea. Uh, Mark Swain said some guy was on Sky News today and said it all. Britain is the tip of the iceberg. Unless you get the rest of the world involved, you're wasting your time. But why does it always boil down to us paying instead of the sources of the problem, the manufacturers? That's a very good point, Mark, and I agree with you. You know, there is too much plastic manufactured in this country, too much plastic used in, not in just in this country, but somebody has to make a start. As you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those who agrees with all this, oh, carbon tax on this, you know, it doesn't make any difference how much you drive and everything else. The climate is going to change and it's not down to what we have done. You know, we might have tinkered at the edges, but we are not enough to affect the climate. We are living in what they call an interglacial stage. And what we do may have actually prolonged it, because what is happening is that the ice age is returning. A mini ice age is predicted within the next 20 years when it will be very cold. 
and we are long overdue for the main ice age. When I say long overdue, we, you know, a few thousand years overdue. It could come any time in the next couple of thousand years. But in the length of the planet, that's a minuscule moment. So let's, you know, but this whole thing about rubbish, you know, we are creating so much rubbish, we need to find a way to deal with it. And we can't keep sticking it in holes in the ground. Um, right, I think we've nearly got to the time when we should do questions, shouldn't we? Before we do that, right, this is going to happen in yeah. England first, from what I read. Yeah. That means... Well, we, other Welsh, countries are doing it. We could take our cans into England to make profit. Mm. And also, oh. do I start uh, oh. saving... Oh, I see the- what you, you're talking as a Welshman, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So you could bring... Yeah, but you'll only get a voucher to yeah, spend. That voucher would be valid for the food, I would imagine, in the supermarkets or in the convenience yeah. shops. Yeah, And also, do I save all the cans that I'm drinking now in my garage and cash in when the, uh, when the vending machines start arriving? Um, I would... Because I'm not sure how this is going to work properly. It, it, it's, it's a good idea, but I, I don't see the practicalities of it. It happens in lots of other places. People said the same thing about change. You know, if you go into a supermarket, there are those machines uh, where you could actually uh, change all that loose change you put on the, uh, you know, in a dish on the hall table or wherever you keep it. You take it out of your pockets and it tends to build up. And yep. you think, oh, gosh, I, I, can't, I can't carry that around in my pocket. Now there are... Machines in supermarkets, you've seen them, where yes. you take it, you put it in, and uh, you you get money out. Yeah, it's like, like a 10% charge, isn't yeah. it? Or yeah. the, the store give you 100% in a voucher that you can spend in the store. Exactly, exactly. What a great idea. That is a good idea. I don't like change yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, well, I was going to talk about EU migrants more productive than Brits, but I think we might save that till next week. Well, that, got, that applies for several weeks on, doesn't it? We can do that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It'll apply for the next year. (laughs) Oh, dear, you stupid Brexiteers. Sorry about no music this week. I haven't got a time, but if you want to send the music in, send your MP3s permission to play to jameswellradio at gmail.com. There we go. Yeah. I want some more reggae on the programme. A bit of reggae. A bit of reggae. Questions for the whale, then? Go on. Uh, Samantha Blake Hobbs, what will Putin's next move be? Do you know, I've, I've been thinking that. I don't know what Putin's next move will be, but I think he will leave it quite some considerable time until we are least expecting it. And on the other hand, it might be a move that we don't realise. You know, it might well be that these polls that people have keep coming down and people say, oh, yeah, I'm keen on Brexit. I don't talk to very many people, and I talk to a lot, um, who are still keen to leave the European Union. Is there any interference? I don't know. Uh, Lindy Fleetwood. Hello, Lindy. Where is spring? Uh, looking out of my window, the, um, the those yellow, what are those called? A Brit, not a Brisha, that's not. Uh, but the lilac is uh, beginning to bud and open up. The daffodils are rampant across my lawn. I'd forgotten I stuck loads of bulbs in last year all over the lawn. Um, that'll cause problems when I come to cut it. And uh, there are lots of flowers, lots of lovely flowers. I think spring's here. Where do you live, Lindy? They're all weeds to me. Concrete is the answer. Shut up. I hate them. I hate anything green at the moment. Everything's green. Oh, it's getting dug God, up. God, dear, oh, dear. You are a philistine. Get on with this. Yeah. I've got to go to the pub. Rob James, why do supermarkets have special parent and child parking spaces near the shop entrance when old people are less able to walk? Blah, 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 blah. 
Um, it's a very good point, Rob, but, you know, they are the future. And uh, a mum with babies needs to be able to get them out of the car easily. And it takes uh, more uh, space. You need more space to get your pushchair out and everything else. Don't be such a miserable old If you're an old person, get yourself a child seat and you'll be covered. Yeah. Well, I listen, I just sling my car anywhere. I get fed up with seeing, you know, and I've I've just had a hip replacement. Mrs. W is very ill. I could get a uh, disabled parking. In fact, I've got the form I was told I should fill in, but I'm not bothering. Uh, Pauline Codd. When will yep. Coronation Street end? It wants pulling down and new houses building on it. <laughs> I have no idea, Pauline. I don't watch it. I couldn't care less. It has been pulled down because it's been completely relocated, yeah. so they have done it already. Actually, yeah, if you look at a series I did a few years ago called The Blue Whale, is that, have we got any of those up on? Uh, Men and Motors, they've got their own channel, which we've got all your stuff on it on YouTube. Check it out. Oh, right, I didn't know that. It's all there. Um, uh, so uh, that was done, actually, at Granada Studios, just behind, in fact, a couple of them, I think I start by walking down Coronation Street. No, that's actually on your TV show. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, James oh, right. Radio Show, which, which had Lofty <laughs> and um, the guy from the Kevin from the garage in Coronation Street, and the um, the the one that was married to uh, Jack. Um, oh, right. You walk down the street. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's a, it, that was probably in the early nineties. Uh, yes, and it's James Wall Radio Show uh, soaps. Just yeah. put that into YouTube search. You'll find it. Or go on our website. Uh, Gary Turner, can Port Vale beat Chesterfield and avoid relegation? That's a long word for me. Sadly not. No. Oh, Chesterfield, yeah. very good side. They're, they're probably going to win. Bought my first car in Chesterfield, by the way. Did you? Yeah. I bought my first car in Carnarvon. Did you? Hmm. Oh. What was your first car? A Talbot Samba. Oh, mine was a Nissan. No, 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 no. Mine was a Fiat uh, 127. And it was shit, and it was so shit, I bought another one after I smashed that one. Yeah, me too, and uh, I, I think I had three in the end, uh, and the one I had in the 70s had go-faster stripes along the side that the garage put in, and one of those sunroofs, which were very popular, where they just sort of used a great big tin opener to cut a hole in your roof. <laughs> That's true. I did an Italian job in the second Talbot Samba off the edge of a cliff with the car tipping forward. <laughs> that was quite worrying. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get in a car with you, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Craig W. North. Should people who stink of B.O. in public without reasonable excuse be fined? Uh, do you know, I absolutely think they should. Uh, particularly if you're on the bus or the train and somebody gets on and they're, they're ha- I haven't had a shower for two days, and their um, ablutions are not as they should be. Yeah, I'm absolutely right. They should be fine. You start finding people now for for dropping litter in the street, and if they did drop litter in the street, they need fining. Uh, but some of these people who go around trying to find you are arseholes, and they uh, they pick on. There's a woman who just apparently recently took a stone out of her shoe. This was on Welsh TV on S4C. Um, and uh, they were filming these litter police. Um, you know, from the, the, the litter police's point of view, if you like, and the, this woman took a shoe off and threw a stone out, uh, and this um, litter police person chased after them and tried to find them 75 quid and was really quite nasty. 
I hope that person's been sacked. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, because we do have a stone problem in Wales. There's lots of stones. Yeah, well, that's all right. <laughs> but I don't think you need fining for picking up a bit of rock in your shoe and tipping it out. Well, uh, but for, for stinking, and people who eat cheese and onion crisps in public, they're the worst. I eat cheese and onion crisps for lunch. Yeah, but not on a bus. And then serve the public. <laughs> that's even worse. I've got, I hope you've got a mouth spray. Yes, uh, not a mouth Good. spray. I Use have a it. tub of mints. Right, I'm going. We've done enough. Otherwise, everybody who puts this out on their radio stations will be furious. Well, they'll be furious after the language, but anyway. Okay, well, let's go then. Well, you've got one more question, I see there. Why don't you ask it? <sighs> All right, then, okay. All right, here we go. Um, Matt Session says, with the onset of companies like Amazon, does the high street have a future or will there be no shops to physically walk into in the next 20 years' time? Rob, you can answer that. Uh, There'll always be hairdressers um, to go into. Don't worry about it. You can't do that Charity shops, coffee shops, hairdressers, nail boutiques, beauty salons. And then places where you put your feet in with the fish. And probably you will want to go and buy a few groceries and things that you forgot to order online. So, yeah, I think, you know, we we need to save the the high street. The out-of-town shopping centres and malls, I'm not sure they have a future. I think we need to bring uh, more massage parlours in to sort my back out. Yeah, well, that's a very good idea. Maybe that's what you should be doing this afternoon. You can't do that online, I found out. Anyway, see you later. Tell your friends, uh, download the app. Okay, the TuneIn app, you can listen to this anywhere you go. And if you want to get in touch, remember the address, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Have a good day. Oh, thanks.
are listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.